Ever been to Delaware? If not, now's the time to visit. You'll find a lot of fun in a little state. Since you can drive anywhere in the state in a couple of hours, you'll spend less time driving and more time enjoying. Explore from the bays to the beaches, stroll the boardwalks, and have an oceanside bonfire. Get a taste of Delaware at one of the award-winning restaurants and enjoy a local craft brew. See the first state's unique historic landmarks and experience Delaware's endless discoveries. Plan your adventure today at visitdelaware.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, everybody, you're listening to the Lazy Genius Podcast. I'm Kendra Adachi, and I'm here to help you be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. This is episode 174. Try a meal formula for fall. So I'm such a big fan of meal formulas, and we had our first real one this past summer. You're welcome to go back and listen to that episode. It's episode 164. But now... It's not really fall yet in weather or on the calendar, but it's getting really close. And while you might not like think that you're the kind of person who would go for a meal formula, um, and you very well could be right about that, I would still love to share with you how you might put one together to help your meals come together even more easily over these next few months. And as everything around here, I really hope to share tools and principles with you that you can use however you need to based on what matters to you right? This is not a copy and paste situation. Hence the whole like, try it thing. So just listen. Um, and you can give the ideas a try and, and see if they might work for you. Before we get into this episode about food, I have something to ask you regarding food. So I have a few like recipes on my site, some of which you guys have tried. Um, change your life chicken, change your life shawarma, King biscuits, trashy tamales, magical pancakes, I want them now chocolate chip cookies, fearless chicken tikka masala, the chickpea bowl, homemade hamburger helper. The list is long and delicious. Now, most of the time, I get the kindest DMs from you about how much you enjoyed a recipe and a lot of Instagram stories as well. It is all so incredibly kind that you would share your words with me and the recipe with your followers. And I'm grateful for every single word. Now, one way that Instagram has changed the food blogging rhythm for many of us, even as just as consumers, is that we don't leave comments on recipe posts anymore. We have direct access to our favorite uh, recipe people, you know, through DMs. But if you think about it, like when you look for a recipe on a food blog, you look for comments to see if the recipe was good or not. If I search a dish on Google and I have one option that's got 54 comments and another option that only has one, I will absolutely click on the one with 54, right? We want social proof when it comes to recipes. So here's what I'm asking. If you have made a recipe of mine, I would absolutely love it if you would go and leave a comment on the actual recipe post so that other people who happen upon it or search it very much on purpose, they have that social proof right there on the post. Now, this is something that you can do for other food bloggers and other recipe posts you enjoy too. It is such a huge way to help people who are creating content for you. And if you uh, if you substitute something, if you make a change, if you make something that is dairy full to be dairy free and it works, like that kind of thing, like share those things in the comments. Think about what you would like to see if you click on a recipe post, what would be helpful, and then share whatever that is. 
So it would be a huge help to me and to other people who come looking for, you know, a new way to cook chicken to see your comments. So thank you. Thank you for doing that. I really, really appreciate it. Okay, let's talk about a meal formula for fall. That's hard to say. Here's what is often true of fall food. We don't have to be forced to make it, right? I think we generally like really dig moving into cooler weather and cooler weather food. So I think the problem with cooking in fall versus, you know, say cooking in the summer is that we want to make everything. We have what feels like so many options, too many options, and we let our excitement sort of spin out without having a place to put it. So the fall meal formula is is a little different than the summer one. It's it is similar, but there are some key differences. We can use a similar structure, but the perspective shifts a bit. If you have kids or you live uh, in a hotter part of the country, cooking in the summer is a bit of a bummer. Now, a lot of times people will say like, oh, I just grill all the time. But what if you don't have a grill? What if you don't have AC and you hate heating up the house with the oven? What if you spend a lot of time at the pool or outside or wherever because it's summer and you don't enjoy coming home when everyone is hungry and cranky and you're trying to figure out blah, blah, blah. That summer food energy is is um, like it feels familiar for a lot of us. Fall food feels different. Fall food is naturally really comforting. Soups and stews, like hot bowls of stuff. I think that's actually the official term for it, hot bowls of stuff. So what we want to do with this fall meal formula, it's not that we're trying to like take every bit of decision making out of uh, of our dinners like we are with summer. We want to put a little structure around our excitement and not get burned out or not feel let down when we make our first two pots of soup and then we're like weirdly out of ideas. You know, I also think another aspect of fall cooking that's important um, is to distinguish between practices and plans. There are certain things that you naturally already put into practice. Like maybe you eat soup once a week. Maybe you like roasting a chicken and eating it for a couple of meals or making casseroles or whatever else. Or it, it doesn't matter what the thing is. But think about the things that you already do that already exist in your cooking during the cooler months, your practices. I want you to distinguish between those practices and any plans or goals you have for your fall cooking. Maybe you have big plans this year where you want to learn how to roast that chicken or you're feeling really inspired to make a few new recipes or whatever it is. Fall is the season, it's the season where we often have the most practices in place and the most plans, right? We have the most like starry eyes around dinner. And if our meal fam- uh, our meal formula, it doesn't accommodate both of those things, I think it affects our motivation and our energy in the kitchen, especially as we get closer to the holiday gauntlet and, and we kind of want an excuse to shut down anyway. So with those things in mind, let's talk about how you might set up your fall meal formula. First, we're going to start with categories or buckets. You can use whichever word makes the most sense for you. So you can categorize um, or bucketize anything that makes sense for you. But you need some kind of lens that turns your current meal situation 
of like, what will we eat tonight? Where you're choosing from the entire world of recipes into a very kind limitation that can help you make an easier, more thoughtful decision. So you can create buckets based on the type of meal that you make. Soup, roasted stuff, casseroles, meat and three, tacos, pizza, breakfast, that kind of thing. This episode is sponsored by Squarespace. I don't know if you've checked out my website lately, but she just got an upgrade and we did it with Squarespace. With Squarespace, it is so easy to create a beautiful website all on your own terms. My team recently updated our Squarespace site to use Fluid Engine, a next generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. It's seriously so cool. It's mobile layout display. It lets us see what people see on their own mobile devices as we make edits and updates. And 78% of you visit the site on your mobile device. So making sure what you see looks and performs the way it's meant to matters to me. If you want to build a new website, try out Squarespace. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash lazy genius to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This episode is brought to you by Rosetta Stone. Last year, Kaz and I went to Italy and holy moly, what a trip. The museums, the food, the culture. At least once a week, I still think about the gelato. One thing that would have been nice, though, is to know actual Italian. We used translation apps and we made it work, but I love that I can start learning new languages for future trips now with Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with 25 languages to choose from. I can learn on the go with downloadable offline lessons in the app or at my desktop. My favorite feature, though, is true accent, which gives me feedback on how well I'm pronouncing words as I'm learning them. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Lazy Genius podcast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com genius. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com genius today. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've been lazy geniusing things for a lot of years now, but one thing that's at the root of almost every challenge we solve is a desire for more time. We wanna get out the door in the morning, get dinner on the table, get all of our tasks done quickly so we have more time. The question is, time for what? The best way to add more time into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. For me, therapy helped me uncover what matters to me, the things I want to spend my time on so I can feel like myself more often. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash TheLazyGenius today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash TheLazyGenius. This episode is sponsored by Pros. 
I started using Pros because of a podcast ad over three years ago, and my hair has never been happier. Your hair and skin can sway your mood, they can impact your days in ways that you cannot underestimate. That's why Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. From millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely yours or mine. I love my Made for Kendra shampoo and conditioner formulas more than any other products I've ever tried on my hair. With Pros, it's easier to care for my hair and feel confident in how it looks daily. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin that they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash lazy genius. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash lazy genius. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash lazy genius. Your buckets could be your protein. If you're a regular meat eater, chicken, beef, pork, fish, you know, your buckets could be the cooking vessel, instant pot, roasting pan, sheet pan, a wok, a Dutch oven, whatever. Your buckets could be your energy level or the amount of time that you have. Maybe you need meals that are ready in less than 20 minutes. You need ones that are quick, but need prep beforehand in order to be quick. You want low and slow. You want ones that are tended to while you're home in the afternoon, right? You could make your buckets based on energy. You get to make your buckets based on whatever you want. But having buckets is really important when you're creating your formula. You need a place to start. So think about how you naturally want to categorize or bucketize your food. Our family's fall meal formula uh, categories are soup, rice bowls, always rice bowls. We love rice bowls. Pasta, breakfast, pizza, sheet pan meals, and then kind of just like a catch-all of other family favorite meals that don't fit into one of those categories. Miscellaneous or whatever. Now, what do you do with your categories? I'd like you to put a few practices in each category and then a few plans. This is where we pay attention to the difference. Basically, it's the difference in things that you love, um, but it also gives you a place for things that you're wanting to try. And that's not just recipes themselves. It could be a cooking skill. It could be that this is the fall when you actually figure out how to use your Instant Pot. So let's say you have similar categories that I just listed that are buckets based on a type of meal. As you list out some meal options under those bucket labels, under those categories, You could focus on making sure there are a couple of Instant Pot recipes within each category so that you're putting yourself in a position to practice using your Instant Pot. Does that make sense? You get to be intentional about your plans for fall food as well as give plenty of space to continue engaging in the the practices that make you love fall food and fall cooking in the first place. Things that you go back to again and again that you usually only make when it's cold outside. Okay, now this this all might sound like a little general, but that's on purpose. I'm not going to give you a list of recipes to cook this fall. I know that's that's kind of what you want is for somebody to just tell you what to do. But you also know from doing that a lot and then not following through with what that person said, it just doesn't work. This is where you get to name what matters to you about meals this fall. And then you can name your own practices, and plans, if you have any. And then from there, you get to create categories that make sense for your life. 
So name what matters. Name what you want to do often, what practices you want to have. Name what plans you have, what skill you want to learn, or what cuisine you want to try if you have one of those. And and then you create buckets or categories that make sense to how you already eat and think. And then from there, you just list out a few recipes or meal ideas under each category. Now comes the formula part. When it's time to decide what's for dinner, whether you decide that every day, once a week, or once a month, you have limits. So you're not choosing from everything that has ever existed, but you are choosing instead from what matters to you. Meals that already serve what matters to you. So you can have one long list of meals that you're going to cook from this fall that are generally broke. They were made based on categories, but you don't necessarily have to keep them in categories. You just have your list and you Try not to repeat as much as you don't want to repeat. Or you could use your categories and that list to build what I call a meal matrix. We've talked about this before. You could choose to cook from one category a night. You could even assign each day its own category. You know, like Monday is one particular category, Tuesday is another, and it always stays that way. So that you know that when you're planning your meals that week, you only have a few options that will work for your regular fall practices and plans. You've already named those things and they're already set up um, by category assigned to days. However, if that feels too restrictive or like too much, you just cook from that one long but manageable list. And that's, that's really it. It's very simple, but it's very freeing. And remember, you can also like always add or take away from recipes on your list. You just, you make this work in whatever way serves your life the most. The list itself is is actually what I call a seasonal dinner queue, which is a familiar term for some of you who've been around here a while. It's just basically a list of meals that makes sense for the season you're in. But this episode just goes a step further in giving you a little bit more guidance and how you might choose the meals that go on that list. So what's your practice? What's your plan? What really matters about meals in this next season on the calendar or this next season of life? Give yourself a limited number of choices to create the most freedom. And then you can even decide once, that's a lazy genius principle to decide once by creating that meal matrix, if that sounds fun. If it doesn't, don't do it. Regardless, the point here is to bring you joy in the kitchen. You do whatever does that, even if it's the opposite of what I just shared, right? You have to do what works for you and what you care about, whatever brings you joy. If cooking a big, long, elaborate meal gives you joy, figure out how to make that work. If cooking, like having as little hands-on presence in the kitchen as possible brings you joy, then you, you can create systems around that. Like you get to decide what this means for you. Always, always, always is what matters to you. And that's how you could try a fall meal formula. So thank you for in advance, by the way, for leaving a comment on recipe posts on the blog. I really, really appreciate that. Um, I'm so grateful that you listened today. 
please feel free to share like your, if you come up with a cue, if you come up with a fall meal formula, if you want to share like a regular practice, like one thing that you always love making uh, when fall comes around or something that you're really excited about, like be sure and if you want to share that with your people on Instagram and tag me, I would love to see what you're doing. I would love to see how all of our food for fall comes together in our own unique individual ways because they should be unique and individual. They should only serve what matters to you as an individual, not what I tell you to do. Okay? Like can I can I can I uh can I drive that point to the ground anymore? You do what matters to you. I'm so grateful that you listened today. And until next time, be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. I'm Kendra, and I will see you next week. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.